You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Happy Tuesday, Bruce. How are you? Excuse me. Let let me restate that. Happy Wednesday, Bruce. How are you? (laughs) Day day behind. Well, uh, it it is a day behind, and uh, may the 4th be with you uh, as recording, but the listener will. Oh, God's sake. I've been seeing that everywhere today, and it's like, really? Really? I I actually, until last year, I didn't get it. I didn't get it because I guess I, I mean, yeah, you're wearing your shirt, you know, your Star Wars shirt and everything. It wasn't, it wasn't planned. It just happened to be the one on top of the stack. (laughs) Poetic justice, right? Yeah, it's just how it is. All right. Um, Speaking of poetic justice, let's start off today right, shall we? Let's start off with something really good. Minneapolis. Yeah, we've seen a lot of controversy in that city over the last 12 months, don't you think? It's been been pretty pretty controversial up there. Just normal... Yeah, nothing, nothing out of the nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the Target store that was looted? Yeah. Right after the George Floyd thing, you know, the woman that was hosed down with the fire extinguisher that was in a wheelchair and all that. Do you remember that? Same. uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Target store that was I think that that same Target store got ransacked again, didn't it? I believe so. Yeah. We, we were looking at twice, those. At you know, I, I think we posted a photo up on our Telegram feed of that Target store being looted and the cash cash drawers being smashed out with hammers and, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, well, they have put all kinds of money. Target's put all kinds of money back into that uh, that location. And they have that, by, that same Target store, by, mind you, that's been ransacked uh, by the rioters now features murals celebrating the rioters. If you can really believe that, that's not satire. That's not out of the Babylon Bee or something. What it sounds like to me is uh, good has become evil and evil has become good. Yeah. It, I mean, it, that's what it is. It's a bunch of SJW stuff on, on these murals all across the wall. And it says, together we build. You, together what? we build. Piles of rubble? They're, they're burning your businesses down. That, that's not building, you idiots. Every Everything here is backwards. So the Target store that was infamously ransacked by looters last year now proudly displays murals celebrating those same rioters. That's not a joke. That's not a joke. So after a newly formed racial justice committee sought to tackle Target's reputation of appealing primarily to white suburban shoppers, efforts were made to make the store more welcoming for black people while also stocking more products made by black-owned brands. Okay, Uh, part of that initiative uh, included new murals at the front end of the store that are meant to represent the new ethos of the brand. Uh, and of course, so they're all over social media now. They were in there taking pictures of them and everything, and, and now they're up. So the mural also depicts protesters with their fists raised triumphantly in the air while buildings around them are on fire. The figures in this piece symbolize protesters who could be any of us, according to one of the artists who worked on the displays. Um, I'm sorry. If you're a protester, you don't burn things down. You don't loot. You don't cause violence. You know, the First Amendment gives you the right in America to peaceably assemble. Peaceably. It doesn't say mostly peaceful. It doesn't say that. Peaceably. 
Not sometimes peacefully, not once in a while peacefully, all the time peaceably. So did that phrasing, the wording there, did that not stick out to you as well? What's that? Could be these protesters could be any of us. Um, well, uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. I'm looking at it like, what do we do up here every day? We're protesting and what we're seeing, the lunacy that we're seeing. I, yeah, well, I guess I went to straight to a negative view. I, I, I was thinking of a, a group of people that also ransacked black communities. They also wore a mask. And the whole reason they wore a mask was so you didn't know, you know, they, they were a part of the community, but you didn't know who it was in the community. It could have been any of us. You know, I just happened to think that there was a, a striking similarity to those two groups. It's a fair point. You have an issue. Well, of course, with with uh, Antifa, they're always masked up anyway. Right. That's what they do when they when they go black mm -hmm. block. That's what it is. So, um, yeah, I, I, I you know, they want their faces hidden anyway. So I think that this I is a, also uh, referencing KKK. That too. That too. Uh, that's what they do. They that's what cowards do. Communities. Yeah, that's what they yeah. do. That's what cowards do. They mask themselves. But you know, I, I guess I, I don't want to get too far into what we did yesterday because yesterday kind of speaks for itself. But this thing that's going on now with all of this, I don't want to say pressuring campaigns, but that's what it is. Now you have the media, the mainstream media, they're, they're coming out and they're saying that people need to be shamed and ridiculed if you don't go and uh, get one of these uh, experimental shots. Uh, how about you take it? Whoever's saying oh, no, that they, you need they to. They already have. Oh, they already have. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm sure the media have already, you know, uh -huh. rolled up their sleeve and taken the experimental saline uh -huh. solution. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, I was going to say that's a, that that one right there. That one will really do it to you. That experimental saline solution. Mm -hmm. That, that mm -hmm. one will really give it to you. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love how these people are, are talking about fairness, equality, equity, all the all the usual buzzwords that you hear. They're talking about all this stuff, yet they're the ones that are shaming. They're the ones that are discriminating. They're the ones that are trying to get you into their cult. Let's be honest about what it is, because that's what it is. You're not doing it? Why not? Why not? Oh, you, uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't be around your family if you don't do it. Well, it's it's what they've been saying with the, the racism. You you combat racism with more racism. You combat more uh you, you know the, the vaccine hesitancy instead of you know, showing the effectiveness of it and showing that you get your lives back, which would be very manipulative and, and dirty. But they're not even doing that. They're, they're, they come out with a mask, the, the, the chart and are saying, go and get vaccinated and you get two extra activities you can do that the, the unvaccinated can't do. Oh, boy. Without a mask. I oh mean, boy. oh, yeah, That's, I'm going to jump right on that one, man. Damn right. Oh, and I have to I have to get um I have to get a, a passport to go places that you say are okay? Uh-uh. No. No, I don't think so. Oh, but that's okay because you get a free slice of Junior's Cheesecake every week if you get a vaccine for the rest of the year. Or you get a free donut every day at, uh, at Krispy Kreme. Or you get, what is it, uh, free burgers at White Castle. Uh, hello, if you're dealing with an obesity problem yourself and you think that this is going to solve it, you think, OK, well, I'm just going to go get a vaccine because, oh, I want that free donut. That free donut is what's causing you to get a vaccine in the first place because you don't have a damn immune system because you're eating poison. Just well, throwing that out there. Obese. Uh, maybe you should get your fat ass and go to the gym. Oh, or that. Yeah, that, that could be, too. Either way. All right. Uh, anyway, that's yeah, that's that's Minneapolis. Yeah. Shop at Target. Yeah. No, thanks. Uh, rotten New York. Yeah. Let, let's let's talk about a rotten apple. Yeah, that's a uh, big apple, right? Uh, well, that apple's yeah. rotten. It is. It yeah. stinks. Yeah, it's been, it's been laying out there in the gutter for quite some time now. New York is as dead as it was a year ago. You know why? 
because your BS lockdown policies have driven people out. So now they have moved to other areas. The boom of New York is over unless you get rid of the trash that runs that city. Even if they get rid of the trash, I'm not even really sure. Like to get rid of the trash, you're also going to have to do like, uh, as the state is concerned, get rid of the high taxes. That is oh, yeah. now they've yeah, they've yeah. taken the the torch from California. They are now the highest tax state in the in, in the union. Host Nick Gillespie tweeted a video of morning rush hour traffic on the Bowery, a street located in a normally busy neighborhood in Manhattan. Believe me, that is no place you want to be at five o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. I can assure you. But from what I'm seeing here, doesn't look like anywhere that I've ever been in New York. That right there looks like something out of rural America. Seven thirty a.m. 7.30 a.m. It is completely dead. I see maybe five cars, six cars and a couple of cabs. That's it. Wait, you're, you're saying we have more traffic in this town at, at peak hours than yeah. New York. That is yeah. crazy. It, yeah. It's difficult to get anywhere in this town if, if uh, heaven, forbid, heaven forbid, if there's a football game. Uh, oh, if yeah. If there's a football game, you ain't getting anywhere. No, no, no. South like that football's a way of life down there. You can't. No. A high school football game. The whole damn town goes down, yeah. down where you're yeah. at. Well, even... College. I mean, we've got the university. All the universities so. down the road, yeah. Mm-hmm. New York, he says, is uh, seemingly as dead as it was a year ago. Uh, respondents blame the harsh COVID lockdowns for the city's decline. I blame more than that. I'd say that COVID is just the path to get you to that managed decline. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone moved to Florida. That's that's where everybody seems to be going. Uh, by the way, Florida, Ron DeSantis down there just banned COVID passports. They will not be in that state. Another person commented, it's absolutely tragic what these morons have done to my beautiful city. It's going to take years to recover from this. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. That is a beautiful city. And I know I, I, I sit here and I rag on New York sometimes and, and I talk about how how dirty it is and all that stuff. Okay, fine. You know, that's that's any major city. Tell me a U.S. city that's clean. Tell me any U.S. city that's clean. New York, I get it. I, I get it. You know, you got dirty streets in New York. That's the way it is. But you know something? The people in New York, when I was up there and I, I was doing some time up there uh, working and, and traveling and doing some consulting and stuff, the people of New York, amazing people. I, I met some of the nicest people you could possibly imagine. It is expensive up there for sure. But there was always something to do in New York. You know, even if you were working until sometimes two or three o'clock in the morning, you know, I would do, be doing surveillance until like two or three o'clock in the morning sometimes or later. You didn't have to worry about where you were going to get food. There was always something open. You didn't have to worry about, well, what if I need a new shirt, right? I'll buy my shirt's all, you know, I ripped my shirt or something, or I, I, I spilled something on my shirt. What am I going to do? You can go buy a new shirt at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. That is the advantage to being in a city as opposed to being in rural America in certain respects. You can have all these services at your leisure. You need a car at, of course, you wouldn't have a car, you know, if you live in New York, there's really no point. You need a car. This is before Uber, by the way. Mm-hmm. You need a car at uh, at one thirty in the morning. No problem. There's a cab sitting on the street corner waiting to take you somewhere. Of course, the cab ride's probably going to give you a heart attack <laughs> because of how, how terrifying it is. But it's a cab ride and it's a New York cab ride. You know how many people in the world wish that they could go and just visit New York, not live there, not work there. Just visit people I've talked to when I, I mean, as I've traveled over the years, people that I've talked to, all of them say, have you ever been to New York? Because the New York is like the London of America, right? Americans think that London is all of England. And of course, Marty would be in here laughing if he heard that. And everybody else seems to think that New York is America. Well, it's not. But it is something that you should see. 
and it is a lot of fun up there. But now, now I, I, I would probably, I, I guarantee that if I were to go back to New York now and I were to see it, I would probably be so disgusted. I just want to get the hell out of there. Slightly off topic from what you were talking about, but uh, I, I wanted to point out DeSantis since you brought him up there a bit. He is um, looking more and more like he's going to make a, a, a 2024 run. And so far, this early in the game, he's checked all the boxes. I mean, so far, he's looking like the perfect candidate. Did you know they banned the transgender sports there? If you're a biological male, you cannot play in female sports. No, I didn't. But I, I mean, it fits the, fits the profile. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. People around him... We're saying basically don't get don't get too attached to uh, DeSantis because he's not going to do anything about the transgender stuff. Then when the sports teams and all of them started coming out and um, started doing their BS political stuff this year with like the voting and some of the other stuff, um, DeSantis was like, get that bleeping bill on my desk. I'm going to sign it tomorrow. Sounds like a Trump that can get stuff done, in my opinion. And so far, I'm liking it. I heard this morning that Trump's mulling over a 2024 run. Actually, I heard different. I heard that he's really going to run again in 2024. Here's the I thing. hope not. I, I hope not, too. Uh, if he runs and there's no one else, of course, I'll support it. Sure. But honestly, I, I think that unless Trump does some things at the moment to reverse the stances that he's taking. First and foremost, this vaccine garbage. If he doesn't stop endorsing that, I will not, under any circumstances, get behind that, under any circumstances. I understand, I think, in the initial stages what he was trying to do, but this has turned into an absolute fiasco. He needs to come out and make a public statement to the American people and to the world about how he was misled on that, but I don't think he's going to do it. Second thing, there are things that he could have and should have done to stop this mess and he didn't do it. And I want to know why. As a voter, as an American taxpayer, as an American citizen, I want to know why. There's no excuse for what we're seeing and what we're dealing with now. And I'm not just talking about the United States. I'm talking about the Western world. The world goes down if there is no freedom in America. It goes down. You notice that America is fading on the world stage with this uh, th this pudding eating and sure drinking fool, bumbling fool we got in the White House. The world is going into a tyrannical rule. And who is backfilling that vacuum? It's China, isn't it? What did you think was going to happen? I don't give a damn if you are outnumbered 99 to 1 in the Oval Office. If you have the opportunity to do something to take down or at the very least deal one hell of a damn blow to this, then you do it. He had the opportunity to do it. And quite frankly, I think he would have had the backing of the right people. But unfortunately, 97% of the people that were around Trump were part of the problem. I don't know why. Again, I, I don't know why. Now, I, who am I? Right? I'm just a guy. I, I'm nobody special. I'm nobody in particular. I'm, I'm nobody that has any kind of an agenda. I'm just a, a, a normal U.S. citizen, a concerned citizen. That's all. I'm just a concerned citizen. Now, if I can sit down and I can figure this stuff out just with the info. I, I wish I had access to the systems that these people have for information. I wish, but I don't. So I have to work with what I've got and I have to work with who I've got. And quite frankly, I think we do a bang up job. I'm not pulling our own chain here, but but Agreed. if we can if we can sit here and we can figure this stuff out and we can put these pieces together and we can find out who's committing the crimes, where it's being done from and, and why it's being done and who they're involved with. It's not that difficult. It's not that hard. 
Now you say, okay, well, we don't have a Justice Department that will put anything together. Well, then you get rid of the whole damn Justice Department. You, you don't get rid of one guy. You don't get rid of a, a Robert Mueller or a James Comey. You fire the whole damn thing. All of it. And you get people in there who will do it. Uh, that's something I don't think that the, the president understood, um, is that all of those people are under your direct command. Like, you can fire all of them. I don't care what kind of policy they have in place to where it basically says they're they're unionized and you can't fire them. Fire them. I, I don't care. That this should have where was the ballsy Trump that we were supposedly sold? Anyway, sorry I interrupted you. No, you're fine. I it actually goes to uh the point I was really trying to make. So I mean we're we're kind of on the same page here. All the people that were appointed to go into these positions in into that cabinet, those are not people I would have picked at all. At all. First and foremost, Mike Pence. I would not have picked Mike Pence. As soon as he picked Mike Pence, I said, what the hell is he doing? You pick somebody that will counter the narrative that you're seeing that is being pushed by the criminal opposition, both right and left. Let's not be biased here. You pick somebody, in my humble opinion, I'll tell you who I would have picked for vice president if it were me running. If I were Donald Trump, I would have picked Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. That's who I would have picked. And I'll tell you why I would have picked him. First and foremost, he's a career military guy. He stood tall in Florida and said he will not stand there and watch the American left and, quite frankly, the GOP destroy the country. And what happened to him? Congressman Alan West, what happened to him? The Republicans drummed him out of there. Why? Because he's a true conservative American patriot that is an African-American. That's why he should have been picked as vice president. Because what are they going to do then? They're going to call him racist. They're going to call him a white supremacist. They're going to call him a hater. No, they're not. These picks, the, these kind of key picks should have been made early on. And, and they weren't. And then the people that, that were to be chosen after that, as far as the cabinet goes, I get that everybody that was in there for the first 100 days, yeah, they fired all of them. I get it, right? That's what happens. 100 days, 120 days, or whatever it is, you always rotate those people out. So you're going to start seeing it with the Biden administration here shortly. I mean, they're going to start shuffling people out. I'll be surprised if Jen Psaki stays in there. So they'll probably shuffle her out, maybe. But that didn't surprise me when they got rid of uh, Gorka. They got rid of later Bannon. That, that didn't surprise me because that's just what happens. Their tenure comes up and there's something else that comes up for them. And so they move on to the next thing. So, I mean, Gorka and, and Bannon, like them or not, they, they do good work now with the, uh, the broadcast audiences that they have. Uh, and I admire the work that they do. Uh, but as far as what went on in there, I don't know. But all this other stuff. All right. So you fast forward, you enter COVID. All these people that were supposed to be the, the, like Fauci, you're keeping Fauci in there after Everything that came out with that guy in the initial stages of everything after a, a month after a month after COVID, we figured out who this guy was, started digging backstories out on him and figured out how he was involved in funding those labs. And you're keeping him around. You've got him up there in your press conferences, talking at your podium with your seal on it to the American people and to the world. A guy who's who's in there with with Gates and Clinton and you're keeping this guy around at the very least. He should have been let out of there in handcuffs at the least until you could figure out what was going on. You know, Burks, Trump, the scarf lady. Oh, yeah. Trump uh, was supposed to be a, a great judge of character. He, he was supposed to, you know, the, the stories that we've heard and the examples that they give. He was uh, he was actually a good judge of character. Why, why was Fauci still in there? Burks. 
Now, as far as the um, the other stuff that he did, I mean, I, I get what he was. I, I get what he was doing. He was tough on China. All right, you know, I, I admire that. He was good for the economy. I get it. But as far as everything else goes, um, we got a lot of nice talk. We got zero action, zero on big tech, zero. We have been screaming about big tech for years here. Not months, not weeks, years. You better stop these companies right now. And you didn't. Now, we can sit here and say, well, okay, well, that's not on the president. That's on Congress. Okay, fair. But hell, let's be honest. That gang of 535 thieves and criminals, they're bought and paid for. So they don't really matter, do they? Yeah, but the president, the, the thing is, he still could have come out and, and made a statement and addressed Congress and been like, hey, the ball's in you guys' court. You need to do something on this. The American people want it. Uh, you send it to my desk. And as long as it's you know on this, um, I'll sign it. I mean, he could have said something like that. He didn't even give that. He would have, it would have at least made it look like he was trying to do something. So my, my point is in, in all this is that there are things that he could have done and he didn't do it. He, he could have pulled the trigger, not literally, I'm speaking figuratively here. He could have pulled the trigger on this whole uh, swamp. He could have done it. And the right people would have backed him. More than that, the American people would have backed him. The people of the Western world would have backed him. Forget these idiots that are out there lining up to get in board with this COVID stuff, to get on board with this COVID stuff. There's nothing you can do with that. They're going to hate you anyway. Who cares? Who cares? I'm at the point now where I don't care. You do this or we don't survive as Western civilization. It's that simple and it's that serious. So Trump's going to make a 2024 run. There's not going to be a 2024 with the path we're on right now. There's not going to be there. Now, you're saying, OK, well, there's a populist movement. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There is the populist movement. And that populist movement, the elite think the party at Davos, they think that they're going to be able to suppress this. They're not. The Brexit movement is still there. The Trump movement, if you want to call it that, I wouldn't call it that anymore. Now you've got the mainstream media coming out saying, oh, the Trump thing, it's a, it's a cult of personality. No, it's not. What you idiots in the media don't understand is that it's not about a single person. What you're promoting with COVID, that's a cult. That's a real cult. With Trump, it's not a cult of personality. Quite frankly, I just sat here 15 minutes criticizing the guy. It's not a cult of personality. It's a matter of national and Western civilization survival is what it is. It's about preserving the most powerful and most prosperous civilization that has ever existed in the history of mankind. Yes, I said mankind. It's not about I, Trump. It's not about a cult of personality. I would agree for people that are like-minded with us, for those that, that care about policy and those kind of things. There is a portion of the, the people that were for Trump that were just, it, it was a cult of personality, more or less. Um, that said, at the same time, uh, Trump did kind of spur Republicans. It, this is the thing. Whether or not Trump runs again or wins again or whatever, I think there's something that was triggered in at least some of the, the Republicans. They realize that you can actually get some things done. It's just that politicians, the things that we've been basically saying we want to change, been, been lamenting for the last, what? I don't know, as long as I've been in political uh, in the political world, we actually got some of those things done. And all it was is it was the politicians that were in the way. So I, I think they have the taste for blood, if you will. And that that's a, an analogy towards uh, dogs. If you've ever had dogs and they, they have gotten the taste of blood, good luck trying to control them after that point. And I'm not referencing 
Republicans as dogs, but you, you get you get the analogy. Yeah, I, I understand. But I, I honestly, I think that, you know, we're, we're sitting here, we're talking about uh, Trump making some kind of a, a, a comeback. I honestly, I think it's irrelevant. I, I think it's irrelevant. He can be a, I, I guess, a you know, he can put on these rallies or, or whatever. That's fine. But at the end of it, this is going to be an American movement and it's going to be an American idea. It's not going to be one person. We don't rally around one person. That's not what we do. The whole point of America was we threw off royalty and we stopped lionizing one person. Getting back to the fundamental aspects of being an individual, but yet we're building our communities based on based around that. So you become a better individual that lifts everybody in the community up. Everybody becomes a better person. You lift up the entire world around you. That's Benjamin Franklin right there going after one single person and saying, well, this person's going to fix it. That's the attitude right there. I think people are still lined up with. Yes, you have Trump, but it's not him. He's just a manifestation of people's anger. It's what he represents. It's the idea that they, the elites, can't stand. They can't stand the idea of a populist movement, not just American, whether it's uh, American or French or, or British or, or German, it doesn't matter. They don't want populism, period. And they don't want anyone standing in the way of that. We were talking here before we started, and I said, if you look at France, the last election, I was watching it very closely, the, the last election, you had it between Emmanuel Macron and Marie Le Pen. Now, France's voting system, and I, I could be, I, I don't know all the details of it, but one of the concerns that they had at the time were mail-in ballots, if you can imagine that. So if you want my honest opinion, I think that Emmanuel Macron probably shouldn't be there if you want to go by, if, if that's indeed what they did. I, I'm just saying, if that's indeed what they did. If they pulled the same BS, because they had mail-in ballots coming in from all over the world, because the French have a lot of territories, and of course, anybody can vote in those territories that's a French citizen. So they could have stacked those up however they wanted. Now, just my guess, but if you had a Marie Le Pen in there for eight years, I'm, I'm just saying, if you had her in there for eight years, Front National, right, Nationalistic Party, the Dutch were on their way out after the Brits. They were supposed to be the next ones. The Dexit is what they were calling it. Uh, the, uh, the Dutch wanted a, uh, wanted a referendum. So if you had the Dutch leave after the British... And then, of course, you had Donald Trump in America win another four years. That would have set them back, the elites, that would have set them back a lot longer, wouldn't it? A lot longer. See, I think that they, and this is just my opinion, I think that they pulled the COVID lever because they panicked. They did everything they could to stop a populist movement from emerging in Europe, and they couldn't hold it back. When Brexit first happened with David Cameron, everything kind of got thrown into this frenzy. They panicked. They didn't know what to do. So they spent the entire time the next four years trying to stifle it and say, oh, well, we need to have another vote. And yeah, we, we need to do this again because things could have been wrong. You didn't get another vote. Your other vote was for Boris Johnson. Boy, what a disappointment that guy's turned out to be. He was supposed to lead that populist movement and he betrayed his own people and he will pay for that by his own people. Donald Trump happened. Then they really panicked. Everything got thrown into an even bigger frenzy. And then, of course, Boris Johnson. Then they really got out of control. And so it had to go. Right. Donald Trump had to go. So if you didn't have the COVID restrictions, then you wouldn't have had the result you got on November 3rd. We can't move past November 3rd. We need to get to the bottom of what happened. And they're doing that right now in Arizona, and they don't like it. They don't like it. You get to the bottom of what happened on November 3rd, you can get to the bottom of what happened in Wuhan. 
And you notice now the truth is starting to come out, starting to break through. Even though we talked about it a year ago, over a year ago, and we were called crazy kooks and conspiracy theorists, now that undeniable truth is starting to poke its way to the surface. I look at the situation now and I think you had to pull the COVID lever. If you're the elite, you had to do it because they're making so many mistakes with this. They're trying to make up for lost time. They were set back by, I would say, some people would say that they, they, they got set back four years. I would argue it's eight. They lost a lot of ground with what happened with the Brexit vote. Once that started, then they knew they were in trouble. You started chinking away at their armor. They've been trying to unify the world for 70 years. And within a few years, we were ready to knock all that stuff out at the ballot box, which is what we have a right to do. Now we're all in this together, right? We're all locked into this, this mess together. We subsequently have governments that all think the same way. We don't have any opposition anymore. It's kind of funny how that works. You know, uh, real quick, before we get too far away from it, I, I just want to point out that this, uh, the election stuff, you know, going over the Arizona, doing the audit, those that are standing up against it, that are voicing their opinion, uh, saying, well, there's no reason for this, blah, 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 all the, uh, the rhetoric they've been doing, they're showing you who the enemy is. And yes, I use the term enemy. These are the people that are against America. Uh, the, the freedoms of America. They're, they're not interested in, in having a free and fair election. If you're out there saying, well, there's no reason for this, we, 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 we don't, um, you're part of the problem. And we can get enough people, the American people to stand up and, you know, change things at the local level. And then, you know, the, the, the national scale, maybe we should look into something about, uh, you know, investigating those people and, and seeing if there's any kind of dirty business going on there. So you get you get to the bottom of this election stuff, then you can get to the bottom of what happened at Wuhan. You get to the bottom of that, then I can I can almost assure you. In fact, I'll double down on that. I will promise you that those roads will lead you right back to Davos, Switzerland. So why not? Why not look into it? What? what we're not allowed to look into things. We're, we're not allowed to. We're not allowed to see what's going on. You see, they've put in leaders, and when I say they put them in, go back to what I was talking about with Macron. Emmanuel Macron and his wife have no children. Angela Merkel of Germany and her husband have no children. The Italian leaders have no children. The Dutch leader has no children. Boris Johnson has a lot of children. As Marty says, there's a whole bunch of crazy-haired blonde kids running around London. All these European leaders of all these key countries don't have any children. In fact, most of them don't. Over 20 of them. There's 27 member states. It was 28 with the UK, but they left, supposedly. But over 20 of these European leaders don't have any children. If you put people in these positions to put in and implement these draconian suicidal policies with COVID, what do they care? They don't care. They don't have any children. They don't have any families. These are hollow people that have no common sense, no spine, no spiritual strength, nothing. They're hollow vassals that do what they're told. They will sell out their own people for a dollar. They have no skin in the game. So it doesn't matter to them what happens. You think that they care about you? You think that they care about your health? They could give a damn. They're doing whatever it is that they are told so that they can move on to whatever next position they think they're going to get or some cushy retirement somewhere. They're not going to make it either. Continuing on the same path. No, no. Once you start looking into where this information comes from, as far as like, you know, like I said, the election thing, we can't go past it. We got to figure out what happened there. They brought in an entire server rack to Maricopa County into the middle of that arena to process all the data. They said that's the most data on American elections we're ever going to see in our lifetime, which means to me, they're going to find something. When you overturn Arizona, you're going to overturn Georgia. 
you're going to overturn Pennsylvania. You're going to overturn New Hampshire. You're going to overturn Wisconsin. You're going to overturn Minnesota. And what's going to happen then? Once you start digging into the forensic audits, and when I say forensic, I mean forensic audits like they're doing. Once you start doing that, I think this is just my personal opinion. I don't have anything to back this up with. I think you're going to find that a lot of these people that are supposedly in a lot of these positions at the federal and the state level aren't even supposed to be there. That's what I think is going on. And if you can uncover more of what we know went on during November 3rd, if you can uncover the international involvement, our key allies taking part in overthrowing the U.S.'s duly elected president of the United States of foreign by the people, that's going to cause an even bigger problem. Because then, then you're going to have referendums in all of these countries as well, as you rightfully should. You see, once you get things in order in America, once you reestablish a system of integrity, all these little tin pot dictators over here in Europe will start falling like dominoes. Because once you put the CCP on a back foot, they're going to abandon these so-called people that they've made alliances with here in Europe. You can already see they're starting to pull away from it. The EU canceled the financial deal with China this morning due to diplomatic reasons. They didn't say what, of course. But that to me means they're starting to squirm just a little bit, just a little bit. They don't like what's going on over in the US. They don't like what they're seeing that's taking place at the grassroots. They don't like a very angry populist movement. They don't like that. See, this is why I think you stand up, they're going to hit you with something else. They're going to You heard Klaus Schwab's number 2. You heard his right-hand man. We played it just the other day. You're going to get something even worse. So, they've got something they're cooking up for you real nice. So, when you stand up, then yeah, they'll hit you with something else. But that's what you're up against. I'm sorry to say. Our negligence has put us in this position where we have to face this head on. If we don't face this head on, we don't get past it. It's that simple. There is a lecturer named Dr. David Thunder, who is a PhD, who has said that governments have now set the precedent for draconian lockdown measures to be reintroduced at the drop of a hat every time that there is a harsh flu season. What did I say last summer? I said, you wait until the cold and flu season. They are going to run wild with this thing. And they did. They did. But that's okay. The mainstream media put a fact check on it and said that that was a conspiracy theory and they had no plans to do so. University lecturer and researcher in moral, political, and social philosophy says that COVID will now recede across the Western Hemisphere due to seasonal variation and naturally acquired immunity. Of course, now Fauci's saying that, well, we can't reach herd immunity because of all the variants. That's not going to be possible. We, we can't do that. So if you had COVID, you're not actually counted as being part of herd immunity because now we have all the variants, so we have to start all over again. You're not counted as somebody that doesn't have to be vaccinated. You have to do that. It has to be 100% for every variant that ever pops up now. That's what he's saying. Never mind the fact that they have just erased, they've erased what herd immunity is, which we've which we've been using for time immemorial. Now, all of a sudden, that's just gone because the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci says so. That guy's responsible for this entire mess. The professor went on to say that he cautions that this in no way means an end to the restrictions brought in under the justifications of fighting the pandemic and that governments will begin to treat basic rights enjoyed by citizens as privileges granted to them by the state. So far, he's batting a thousand. Sounds to me like fascism. Uh-huh. He says governments will attempt to take credit for the lull in COVID infections and hospitalizations. They will claim we are only able to open up and return to some semblance of normality because of their draconian restrictions on social life. Just like Boris Johnson said, well, we know the lockdowns worked. It, it wasn't the vaccines. It was the lockdowns that worked. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're a loser, Boris. 
you're a failure. You're garbage. Pack it in. The best thing you could do, Boris, is just resign in shame. You're a disgrace to your people. You're a disgrace, sir. Uh, you know, I, I was actually rallying for him, as were a lot of other people. He could have been the greatest thing since Winston Churchill. You, Johnson, you could have taken this scum on and your people would have backed you, but you didn't. And now you'll go down as a disgrace. That's how history will remember you. You'll be a disgrace to your people. What kind of a future is that? How could you, how could you live with yourself for that? I would rather resign than go along with this. I'd rather resign. The professor went on to say, they will suggest that our enjoyment of normal life is due to their wise stewardship of the pandemic and their graciousness in relaxing restrictions. They will conveniently ignore the fact that countries like Sweden and states like Florida and Texas, which never fully locked down, showed similar patterns in the remission of COVID-19. Why aren't you wondering if you're a, if you're someplace that's locked down? Why aren't you wondering what's going on in Florida? Why aren't you wondering what's going on in Texas? Why aren't you asking that? Why aren't you asking the question, why isn't the media talking about that? They're not saying word one about those states at all. They're not saying anything about that. As a matter of fact, they ignored Sweden as much as possible in the beginning because they never closed. Florida's banning all the stuff that all these other nations are ramming through. Texas is doing the same thing. Oklahoma's doing the same thing. Why aren't they talking about that? Why, why aren't they saying if they're a fair and impartial and a non-biased media, which we all know they're not, why aren't they asking the question, well, okay, why aren't there news cameras all over the place down there? It's not like they're barred from the state. Why aren't they down there in front of all the hospitals filling up with dead people? You know they'd be showing it if that's what was going on. Why aren't they down there? Why aren't they doing it? Why didn't they show the 100% capacity Major League Baseball game in Texas? Why didn't they show that? Because it doesn't fit their COVID passport agenda, does it? Oh, no. You've got people that have freedom. No, we can't show that. We, the illustrious government, we have to give you the freedom. We have to grant that to you for doing what you're told. How do we encourage people to go and get vaccinated if they're yeah. out enjoying their freedoms? Mm -hmm. they're, look at all these freedoms they're going to enjoy. What, what's the carrot going to be? Like I said, deportation. Professor went on to say that most people will take, uh, sadly to say, I agree with him on this, most people will take whatever breadcrumbs of normality fall from the table of their captors and think that by continuing to submit to full conformity, life will eventually return to pre-COVID regularity. But make no mistake about it, this nightmare will not be over until citizens push back and say enough is enough. Governments are now armed with a powerful excuse to suspend citizens' civil liberties wherever there's a winter resurgence in respiratory viruses. We used to call it the flu. We used to call it a sinus infection. We used to call it a respiratory infection. What do you have? I don't know. It's just some nasty crud. Uh, it, I don't know. It'll be over in a couple of days. Gets passed around the office, gets passed around the, the workplace, gets passed around the gym or the, the basketball game, whatever in the hell it is. It's why we have therapeutics. We don't even have a cure for the common cold. That's why we have Dayquil and NyQuil or, or Daymed, Mennonite, whatever you use in overseas, made by uh, Vicks. That's why we have these things, to get us through the day. Out of curiosity, why is it we're seeing countries like India, with a much larger population than us, have the most deadliest day here this weekend? I think it was like Saturday or Sunday. They had It was the deadliest was the day headline? they've seen Was that so the headline? Far. Deadliest that, day. That was the headline. It was the you deadliest notice they always that. use that same headline. They do. Why is it India with a, what, their population is what, three times greater than ours? Why do they have one fourth of the deaths from COVID? Maybe the media might investigate that one and, and look into it. It Surely it can't be the therapeutics they're using to 
uh, mitigate it. Yeah, something on India's health ambassador. I'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, but I want to I want to finish up here with uh, with this lecturer. He, I mean, he's he's spot on here with this. He says a harsh flu season will be enough to set into motion the wheels of tyranny, threatening people's jobs, businesses, mental and physical health, freedom of movement and freedom of association. He said the only way to end this is to resist and refuse to comply with lockdown mandates. He says this is not over until we say it is. Is that what I said last year? COVID ends when we the people say it ends and not a moment before. All right, you talked there about India. Uh, let's talk about uh, India's public health ambassador. Uh, he had quite a bit to say, uh, not really, uh, because he took a uh, COVID nineteen vaccine and he died the next day. So uh, he he didn't have a he didn't have a chance to say too much. Popular actor and comedian Vivek, I think the guy's name is, who also served as India's public health ambassador to promote vaccination, took the COVID nineteen vaccine Covaxin last week at the uh, multi-super specialty hospital in Chennai, or Chennai, urging others wasn't to also get... What's that? Wasn't that the... Wasn't that the... the co, wasn't that the... Um, is that the Chinese one? Covaxin? Is it the Chinese... No, 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 that was Cinevac. No, that was Cinevac. Yeah, was, one of them renamed themselves. It's AstraZeneca, wasn't it? Co-vax. I think it was AstraZeneca. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he took that one and, uh, and he died uh, the next day. Uh, outraging people after well-known Indian actor... Tamil Nadu, sorry if I if I butchered that. The state's ambassador for creating public health messages passed away a day after receiving COVID nineteen vaccine. The government hospitals provide healthcare services to the majority of poor people. Many have doubts about the vaccination and its side effects. There are also several rumors doing the rounds. Uh, Vivek told the media after receiving his COVID nineteen vaccine or COVID nineteen vaccine. Uh, co- excuse me, COVID nineteen shot. No, it's a shot, all right. He says, I want to put an end to all the rumors. I want to show people that there is no danger in getting vaccinated. On the contrary, it will protect us. And it's not like this vaccination will completely prevent us from getting COVID-19. Oh. Real quick, uh, Covaxin is actually India's first indigenous COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, they so made it's it themselves. the one that they made. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. After the vac- was renamed to uh, Vaxzevria. Okay. Vaxzevria. Vaxzevria, yeah. After the vaccination, even if we catch the virus, there won't be death. So after the vaccination, we should still follow the safety guidelines. 24 hours later, 59-year-old Vivek suffered cardiac arrest. His vaccination was at a public event with TV channels carrying photographs of him taking the shot. As the cardiac arrest happened less than 24 hours later after the inoculation, there was uh, there were questions raised. Rather, he died due to the side effects of the vaccine. Hmm. However, the authorities have done a full investigation, and they say that there's no link to uh, the, the vaccine at all, uh, and it's yeah, it's, it's not, uh, not connected to that in any way. The hospital said that he suffered an acute coronary syndrome with cardiogenic shock. There was a 100% blockage in the vessel, and his cardiac arrest may not be due to the vaccination. So he had a blood clot, and he died, is what happened. One of the side effects of these uh, vaccines is is that the severe cases is blood clots. So yeah, um, there's a uh, there's exactly that. They're, they say that they're looking into side effects of blood clots that have been seen in people who received Covishield and Covaxin, even if there was a mild case. Uh, there was a media source that reported that over there. So there you go. Doesn't sound good for their 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 vaccine there. The, the fact that the government came out and said, oh, no, this is all good. Everything's fine here. That's when the narrator comes in and says everything wasn't fine. It, it's not OK. Anytime a government comes out and says everything's OK, everything's not OK. It never is when the government says that. So, no, I, I don't I don't believe that uh, 
I don't believe for a second that it, it was just unless the guy has medical records that show he was overweight and had heart problems before this. Uh, I, I have difficulty saying that it wasn't the, the, the vaccine. And in fact, I don't think you could legitimately say it wasn't. If it, it's 24 hours later, you can't legit say it wasn't the vaccine. It sounds to me like it was. He's not overweight, by the way. I'm looking at a photo of him. He's, he's not overweight. So that, that pretty much concludes, in my opinion, it was vaccine caused. So I guess we might as well just keep with it. The news that's buzzing around the web today is Bill Gates. After 27 years of marriage to Melinda Gates, they are calling it quits. They're hanging it up, saying that they can't do it anymore. Yep, even his wife has had enough of his BS and enough of his garbage. So now she's getting away from him. So I can't say that I'm surprised. Uh, they released a statement yesterday saying that after a great deal of thought, yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of thought that went into it. She probably just said, are you out of your damn mind? And she's leaving. After a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage. Over the last 27 years, we've raised three incredible children and built a foundation that works all over the world to enable people to lead healthy, productive lives. <laughs> That's being tested right now, I assure you. We continue to share a belief in that mission and will continue to work together at the foundation, but we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in this next phase of our lives. We ask for space and privacy for our family as we begin to navigate this new life. You get space and privacy? And we don't because of your sycophantic garbage that you're shoveling on people. So let me get this straight. You get all that stuff because you're a class unto yourselves. But we, the little people, we have to put up with you sick sons of bitches. I have to look at this, this sorry bastard every day in the news. Nah. He's important. Nah, he's uh, not important. I mean, nah, he's not no, important. He, no, he's a he's a no. he's a loser is all he is. He's a morally bankrupt degenerate. That's all he is. Yeah, and I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying that that's that's what we're led to believe or or supposed to believe is that he's an important individual. He's no more important as an individual than any other human being. So, no. Man's not a doctor. He's not a lawyer. No one ever elected him to a public office. No one voted him to be the the head of agriculture. And now all of a sudden, he's going to tell you what you're going to eat, what you're going to take, and how you're going to live your life in every aspect. No. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I'm not going to hang on, on some disgusting billionaire's every word. I, I'm not one of those kinds of people. You know, I know people that actually, that fawn over this guy and talk about how wonderful he is. That's a sick individual right there. Have you ever listened to some of his speeches that really aren't shown? Have you ever listened to those? Some of the private talks he gives from behind podiums and projector screens? You ever seen that? That's some real sick stuff. I mean... I personally don't even have to see that because it, it, it's an individual that pushes abortion and tries to get it in other countries. That alone in my book, I'm sorry, you're a screwed up individual if you're um, in support of it. I've played clips here of him saying that he wants to reduce the world's population through the use of vaccines. Do I need to play it again? He's saying it. But when you try, and I've tried to, to show this to people, you know, the ones that, that hang on his every word and talk about how he's great and he's doing everything he can to, to save humanity and help people. When I play mm. that, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. No, he didn't say that. He, he's, he's saying it. No, he, he didn't say that. How, how do you, like, I, I just, I, I can't. I, I can't with people like that. I can't. It's the type of people that we're dealing with that are using, they're just, they're, they're going to emotions. They're going straight to emotions. That's their argument is, uh, you know, is some emotional, like the argument against some of the stuff that he's for, like I, I mentioned their abortion, they go straight to an emotional argument. N no, 
it's not an emotional argument. It's a moral argument. The same thing with his, the other agendas he does with the, um, some of the things that he does is actually like legitimate, like uh, creating a vaccine versus malaria or, or, hey, you know, go for it. You you want to try to, but the the other agendas that he has on board with it as well, like what you were saying, creating creating a vaccine to, uh, or using vaccines to control populations. Um, I'm sorry, uh, who elected you, God? Again, I I think that you know, I, and I actually I, <laughs> I was on the phone with Marty earlier today. He actually called me on this one, uh, and he says, you, "You hear about Gates?" And I said, "Yeah." I, I said, "You want me to hold it?" And he said, "No, no, no. Go ahead and talk about it." He says, "It's big news." And I think that one of the points that he probably would have made uh, if he was here would be one of the uh, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. He says, here's a guy who's at his point of self-actualization. He's literally so full of himself and so focused on himself that he's disconnected. Like he's he's honestly, I think he's got like this. What you said is like a God complex. He's at that level. And, And Klaus Schwab's the same way. I think he's got a God complex. He He's really at that point where he thinks that what he does is 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 like what George Soros thinks. George Soros literally says that he is God. He, he actually says that. He, he said that in a statement. He's. I like to think that I'm God. So there, there's. Uh, I, I'm. I agree with you. They're they're past a point to where they're reprobate, to use a, a religious term. But there's an element of that same thinking that is permeating society as a whole. Basically, do whatever you want. It feels good. Do it. You know, you, you want to go. That is Bruce. literally. Bruce. Yeah, I, I got to stop. It feels good. You know that that came from the hippies, right? If it feels good. Do it. Why not do I, it in the road? Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, okay. you, you I, I get it. But but the 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 point is still that's permeating our society now is that if you want to do it, yeah, go for it. I'm sorry, but there's no moral. They're basically saying that there's no moral guardrails or or any compass there's nothing really compass yeah there's no more that is literally one of the tenets of the original uh church of satan you're your own god that that's basically what it is that that that, that's what it's teaching and i'm not saying these are all satanists and all that what i'm saying is is the the idea that there is no moral uh uh, compass there is no more you everything is if it's good do it the hippie thing that I think that idea comes from the pit of hell, in my opinion. It's a god complex for for people that are that are stuck on that. You're you're elevating yourself as god. So I know that probably uh, for for the non-religious that probably offends, but get over it. I don't know what it's going to take to snap people out of it because. And I heard something else that was shocking today too. I heard someone call into a podcast and they were literally on their way. They were in the funeral procession for their aunt who took a COVID shot, took a Pfizer shot. No, I'm sorry. Took a Moderna shot three days prior, three days prior to that. And she died of a heart attack. She was, now listen to this. This is a really tragic story. She was telling her beforehand, talking to her aunt beforehand. She says her, her aunt approached her, asked her for her advice. And she says, look, I've, I've done a lot of looking into this stuff. These are experimental. You probably want to stay away from these things. At the very least, just give it some time and to see what the long-term side effects are. Well, her woke son went out and talked her into it. And so she went and got it. And three days later, she's dead. And you know something? You know what the son says? It's just one of those things. It's just one of those things. She's with God now and everything's going to be just fine. But it's just one of those things. Those things happen. You see, even then they don't, they don't wake up. <laughs> 
I mean, they're they're literally like they're so far into it, into their their uh, state of suspended disbelief that they just they won't admit where they are. And this is the same person that's probably going to go out and get a shot himself if he hasn't already. So <laughs> you, you killed your mother. What do, what do you want me to say? What, what do you want me to say to that? So I, I get what you're saying, you know, get over it and all that stuff. But I mean, you're you're dealing with that on the other end of it. it I think it feeds into a, it, it both feeds into the same problem, if you will. It's just people are getting into the, the, the tribes and the cult like beliefs, uh, unfortunately. And I don't I don't know of a way to get people out of that. I don't either. And I'm not sure that you can. It's really difficult to break someone out of uh, a cult indoctrination mindset. It's really difficult to do that. You sit down and you you try to, I, I don't know, I guess I, I liken it to somebody that's a drug addict. It's the same thing. They have to recognize that it's about to kill them. They have to recognize that. And if they don't do yeah. it, you can sit down and have interventions all day long and they're not going to hear you. You have to be burned by it as a, for a cult. You have yeah. to be burned by it and, and it wakes you up. Yeah. I mean, we know somebody that was we know somebody that knew somebody who was all into that Scientology stuff. And they tried to explain to him, hey, you probably don't want to get out of the car and go in there because this is what you're going to find in there. And they didn't believe him. And then once they went in there and they found out that that's exactly what it was, they thankfully got out of it uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, But those types of things, cults are... I mean, this is this is dangerous stuff. When you start getting involved in cults and, and sects and things like that, they don't let you leave. They, they don't let you leave. This thing that's going on now with these elites, this is a cult. And if you can't see that, if you can't see that, and trust me, when you try to, they're not going to let you leave. They're not going to let you leave. You're going to have to fight them. And you're going to have to fight them with everything you've got. This is going to be your test to stand up against this. This is a spiritual battle that we're locked into here uh, in more ways than one. Now, if you're wondering out there, where you can go and get vaccinated to become part of that cult. Well, just listen to President Joe Biden himself. He'll he'll tell you all about it. And that's how we'll uh, go out today, just by getting this explanation from Joe Biden himself. Here it is. Let me repeat. We're going to make it easier than ever to get vaccinated. Visit vaccines.com, .gov, vaccines.com, or text to your, text your zip code to... 438829. Walk into your local pharmacy without an appointment. Go to the doctor or local health. So you got that. Visit vaccine.gum and text 44483 whatever. Or just walk walk into your pharmacy without an appointment or go visit your doctor. I don't know what to say to that. That 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 was just he even has like a prompter there. And it's like or, you can see where he's like and, he's like squinting and, and like leaning forward to try and read it, which that's really sad, by the way. They're, they're supposed to go in when they do the teleprompter stuff. Each president has like they, they custom set up everything for that president. The distance from the prompter, the, the size of the font, everything. Everything is unique to that president. I how, how does he not see that? <laughs> how does he not? How is he not able to read those prompters? Just one of those things. That's all right, Joe. Thanks. Uh, you, you can keep that. You can go on and keep that. I'm not interested. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, please do get over there, get signed up to us. You'll get access to all of our podcasts we put out here every day, and you'll also get access to our exclusive podcasts we put out once a week. Also, you get access to our news feed, and we also have a comment section and a discussion board. So get signed up to us over there so you can get all that content. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass us along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you can give us a rating when you get a chance, that would be fantastic as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. 
All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.